0: You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation podcast network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day 1. So if you're looking for any type of battery from rangefinders to trail cameras to your truck, car batteries, anything, any type of battery that you can think of, visit your local Interstate Batteries retail location and talk with a battery specialist. For more information about the company and all of the batteries that these guys offer, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate batteries, outrageously dependable.
1: Welcome to the Land and Legacy Podcast. We're your hosts,
2: Adam Keith and Matt Dye. This is your number one resource for all things land. If you're interested in conservation, habitat management, hunting strategy, and rural real estate, this is the podcast for you.
1: So, a little bit different um, – I don't know what to say on this. A little bit different of an entry. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. It's like we're – picture a crackling fire or a a fire pot, and and we're all sitting around, and the hunt's ended, and we're sipping coffee, recapping on the day. That's what we wish we were doing. Uh, In reality, we're sitting (laughs) in town. It's March, and we're in Matt's, uh, Matt's office. Um, slash exercise room a that long ways get used. from the farm <laughs> yeah. so uh, but that's where we want to be make do and we've got this guest here that uh, we've chatted with and people have seen his work from the very beginning of Landon oh, Legacy yeah. uh, it's we laugh about this how come it took so long to ever get you on the podcast and then uh, something happened, which we'll talk about. It was like, well, let's wait until you do that, and then we'll have you on the podcast. And so here we are. It's March now, uh, and you've just launched the Fly Down Roast. Yep. Now people are like, what? Roast? So, fly down. I good fly friend, down, dear what? friend, Nathaniel Maddox is on the podcast today. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, of course. I'm glad to be owner,
2: here. Owner, owner of Slayton Glass yep. and Niangua Coffee.
1: Yeah. Right. And so, um, man, you wear many hats.
3: Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Never (laughs) never a Cubs hat, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, do you want to, I guess, explain, you know, where somebody might have seen
3: your work with Slate & Glass? Yeah. So, we specialize in all kinds of documentary video projects. Um, Kind of created a niche for ourselves in the outdoor space, really. Although we do some stuff with country music artists and a few corporate projects, but we just want to tell authentic stories of real people who uh, live and breathe the outdoor lifestyle. And so uh, we've somehow figured out a way to make money doing that and to create a nice little business out of that and support a couple families and uh, do what we love. So uh you may have seen some of our stuff on the uh, land and Legacy YouTube channel oh. <laughs> there you go yeah. I mean we not we start, the latest stuff that I no. edited right no <laughs> you know, they, they no confusion <laughs> there but uh yeah, when you guys first started land and Legacy, you know we were we were hand in hand creating that stuff together, and then uh we do a lot of work for n w t f mm-hmm. we have a series called Undivided that I host sometimes. Uh, I have a series called The Hook, a fishing series that I host, and also we produce that. Um, We do a lot of really great content for Timney Triggers. Um, We do the post-production on Rich and Tongue Game Calls, RNTV on Sportsman Channel. Um, Used to do several shows on outdoor TV, but now it's mostly digital content. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: One one series that I think a
3: lot of people have seen is uh –
1: Oh, man, what was that guy's name? The The Disease. The Disease. Oh,
3: there's a one-off film, The Disease, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so that was... That was about
2: as authentic as you can get. Right. I mean, that like set the tone. I feel like just watching everything kind of develop just in the recent years, like that set the tone for what you guys do on a daily basis.
3: That that was a transitional moment in my life. So we had started this video business. We were doing weddings and real estate and all kinds of stuff. My wife and I had decided to try to make a living doing creative work and it wasn't going super well at first. Yeah. Um, like any, any startup business. <laughs> right.
1: In a very niche market. Yeah, who I who mean, says,
2: I wanna I want to do a niche thing. Yeah. Oh wow, good luck guys. <laughs> I remember it's it.
3: kinda like laying a legacy then for us. It was that. like we're gonna do that. Yeah. It was like
2: we got the
1: weird Hopefully looks. we
3: don't starve first. Yeah. Well I remember being a couple months into it and sitting on a lawn chair in my living room and I'd eaten all the raisins out of the raisin brand and I thought, <laughs> Yeah, this is the life <laughs> <laughs> Shelby's oh, like, is gosh. there anything to eat? I was like, there's nothing but brand there's left. Brand. So <laughs> no, we're out. Oh, got no gosh, money. I love it. But hey, <laughs> no I'm phrases. creative, baby. Right. We got no money. We
1: got no jobs, and our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, so I was in. I was thinking, man, I've got a. I mean, I've always been. I guess because my dad and grandpa being business owners and farming and construction and kind of just coming from that type of practical working mm-hmm. environment yep. that. I go, well, I don't have any money. i got to figure out a way to make some money. I'm going to figure that out. Sure. uh, I was in Georgia working on a uh, TV show. I just kind of got hired by a friend of mine, Mark Womack, to to, uh, run camera uh, right before turkey season on a project there. And I was there for two or three extra days, and I was like, you know what? I really want to hit the National Wild Turkey Federation with some content and figure out how to win some business with them. So I just got online and looked up – local turkey call makers in georgia and i thought oh, you know wow. what? i'll just do it like i'll do a cool interview with a guy have some shots of him making a turkey call handmade mm-hmm. and i'll send it over to nwtf and they'll they'll hire me you know so i found uh, mad hatter game calls and i called the guy Redbeard, you know uh, who we all have oh, seen yeah. now and i said hey you don't know me and i don't know you but i want to do a video on a local call maker can i come do an interview with you and i've got a couple days here and he's like well man i'm about to head turkey hunting down in Georgia, so, uh, South Georgia. You want to come with me? I oh, was wow. like, okay. So I uh-huh. called my wife. I said, I'm going to go not have cell phone service for a couple days. With
2: this stranger.
3: Right. She goes, uh, <laughs> I tell her the By story. the name of Redbeard. Right. Who's actually so, a pirate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I tell her the story and she goes, okay, so let me get, get this right. You're going to deep into the woods of South Georgia with a guy named Redbeard, who you don't know his full legal name. You don't know nothing about him. I said, that's right. And she's like, all right, I'll see you when you get home. I'll save you some brand at home. I'll see you
1: if you make it out. <laughs> yeah. 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 So
3: as soon as I met up with him, I, I kind of realized, man, this guy's really unique. And, and yeah. uh, So I just spent three days with him in Georgia and got to know him really, really well. It was one of those uh, God – ordained deals because absolutely i'm just gonna i
2: was gonna ask yeah. about that because we're all christians here and we yeah. share a lot about that but it's like i bet now looking back in that moment it it means so different looking back into it it's like just yeah. this bizarre thing that just transpired and you're like holy crap this set the tone for a lot in my life and yeah. career
3: it did and so you know I was sitting there in the truck with with Redbeard and he starts telling me all the stuff that's going on in his life and i'm like man god you sent me to set in the woods with this guy for three days who yeah who uh is glad to have a friend here you know and so we just kind of created a special relationship through that and it showed in the film and a lot of things a lot of people are like that part where he says it's a disease or whatever you know mm-hmm. some of the lines from the film that even i've seen on turkey hunting t-shirts have been made with some of yeah. those lines yeah people are asking me about that and and you'll notice if you watch it that his head's kind of cut off in that interview that's because you know we'd been sitting there and, and he was you know slamming bud lights and Just talking. So I just set the camera down and hit record. I was like, I got to capture some of this audio. Oh, I got it. And so that's why his head's cut off because he was just. he was just going he was just from the heart for like two hours i just hit record and just let it sit there and he didn't even know i was recording that's scary that's why the head was you know because that's
1: where you're going to get some amazing content but at the same time you may get some stuff you gotta really edit that's (laughs) hard evidence (laughs) (laughs) oh well
3: i boiled the two hours down to about three minutes so yeah (laughs) there's plenty of that Uh, but no we're we're, we still turkey hunt together when we can and we're good friends that was but but i guess it Long story short, I came home and I put that video together and I thought, this is pretty cool. And I uploaded a teaser to YouTube um, and shared it with a buddy or two on Mm -hmm. Facebook. And next day I woke up and had like 12,000 views overnight or something. And I got all these emails from people and I'm like, whoa, uh, I never got any of these, these kind of responses (laughs) on my wedding videos. So (laughs) maybe there's something to this. And so that was a turning point where I thought, you know, I think I can tell some stories that uh, in the outdoor industry that people will gravitate to and really appreciate. So that was be- because of that film. I had the confidence to move forward with Slate and Glass, I feel like. Yeah. 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 So awesome. fast forward, what year was that? Oh, 2013. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then in 2019,
1: well, I guess 2020. Yeah. We're just fresh off the National Wild Turkey Federation National Convention where you were on stage, presented a pretty prestigious yeah. award.
3: Yeah. And I just thought about that as uh, me thinking I'm going to go find a turkey call maker to interview, and maybe the National Wild Turkey Federation will see there being some value in my video Mm -hmm. work, and then winning you know communicate Tom Kelly Communicator of the Year. You got to have Tom Kelly in there because it's like you know anything about turkey hunting, it's like the Michael Jordan scoring champion of the year or whatever. It's like you know yeah. So um, I just thought about that video as after I received that award, thinking. I'm really, really glad that God has allowed people to take notice of some of the stories and some of the people that uh been able to film and tell their story, you know. Definitely. And as a filmmaker, in any kind of creative, I think you you grind it out trying to believe in what you're doing and trying to put together videos that make a difference to you or mean something to you, and then you put it out there, and you're like, no one's no one cares. No one's watching this. There's not yeah. any views sure. on this. I mean, you know, I spent all this time... To, does it even matter if I quit making videos? Would anybody care? Maybe I should go back to selling insurance or pouring concrete or whatever. And then when NWTF recognizes that, uh, it validates something in yeah, a really cool for way. Sure. So for sure. maybe some people have been moved and, and, and have seen some content that really they liked. So.
2: Well, there's one thing, obviously, and, and people are probably – getting to, to realize this, that when you're just an extremely personal person, like it's hard not to just enjoy time, whether it's camp, talking on a podcast, chatting on the phone, whatever, but like you pull out, like when you're interviewing people, you pull out information that, I don't know, it just helps tell the story and put things together like in a, in a crazy, crazy cool way. Like it's extremely, it's a gift and it's a talent that you have. But I don't even know if you realize that you do that
3: no, <laughs> <laughs> see, like it's it's, it's crazy, but it
2: but it really is. It's like uh, I don't know. It's it's impressive. Just the questions that you ask specifically to to get that documentary to help tell mm-hmm. the full story of these people, and then they feel comfortable with you because of your just personality. The well, open sharing. I guess I
3: appreciate you saying that. I do notice that some of the videos or films uh, that have been more successful have been. A solo project basically or you know mm-hmm. me and one other person maybe and so we've re- recently as you know a business grows we've been like we just did a, sh- a project last month we had 15 people on a crew so we had oh, a wow. bigger crew than i had on the disease with oh yeah you know, with Redbeard. um but i'm really excited because i'm i'm doing i'm the producer of nwtf's turkey call tv this spring mm-hmm. and so i'm doing it solo and i'm really excited about that just me and the camera and I'm going to follow around six different people and tell their stories and turkey hunting. And I just feel like that's going to be a really positive experience for me to be able to. I guess that's just bouncing off what you're saying. I've noticed that when I can just become friends with someone and spend time with someone, then those films are just more organic, I guess. Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely. You know, I, I, speaking from, you know, I've been around cameras a while now. And, and it seems like the more people, the more cameras, the more Gips. buttoned up a person gets. Oh, yeah. Redbeard was not buttoned up. Like, that man was open (laughs) book. And I think that's what made that film so great. And, Mm -hmm. you know, now you look back at... I guess I should share with people our audience who you are. You know, you're slate and glass. But you and I go back even further than that to days of college that we might want to forget some of those time frames like really bad rectangle shaped pizzas (laughs) (laughs) exactly so we go way back uh to i guess that year would be 2006 um, where cameras and everything like that was you know we were both in love with outdoor television um and and all the videos of the primo's gang and monster bucks and vhs tapes yeah so um that's kind of you and I's connection going yeah. going way back now, Tom Kelly award communicator of the year. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about some of the fun projects we've got to do together with the with the land and Legacy films. you know we started those I think it was year two of land and Legacy. Yeah. So year one, yeah. we're trying to get some things together. we launched a consulting, we launched a podcast year two, we start hammering out films and shoot, we did the thing I love about those films is, you know, the timing, we we don't do the films anymore. We're going to do some stuff together more in the future. Yeah. But, like, we did those films, and, like, I think some of my favorite parts was just naming the films. So we oh, yeah. anybody who would know of the films... We named them after songs. Yeah, like One yeah. of them was called Lifestyles of Not So Rich and Famous. Mostly 90s country songs. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, and we were putting Ghost up of a Mississippi. Ghost of Mississippi, Steel driver song. So we yeah. were putting those films together. Um, and if you guys, the listeners, don't know what we're talking about, go to our YouTube channel, go to our website, and you can watch those films. Uh, I think you just have to look at the Lana Legacy film tab to find them. But yep. um, we did the one, um, I don't know, my favorite one. I, I, somebody asked me that. What's the favorite one you guys did? Casey. Casey asked me that just yeah. the other day, and uh, I was like, "God, man, it'd be hard to say, but the one that I enjoyed the most was probably when when it was multiple crew. It was the fishing one. I think it was yeah. Lifestyles and Not So Rich That's and right. Famous, because we were putting up that Redneck Blind with oh, yeah. no equipment. We just <clears throat> muscle, man, and power. we put it up. Everybody was on the it shoot on that one. Yeah. Hot. Oh, my gosh, it was hot. And then we went fishing, and uh, that that to me has been my favorite film that we did, and just... You know, it was just a lot of fun, but it was a crew of guys just getting together. And, and, uh, he's kind of one of those that, you know, you work, we work together really closely for a while, and then we, we get busy with other projects for a while. And now we're kind of back together. Um, and here we are, and you've, you've kind of launched it, uh, getting ready. I mean, we just launched this week, podcast drops, you've launched your fourth coffee blend. Yep, that's right. So, let's talk a little bit about Niangua Coffee.
3: Yep. So, you just mentioned the fishing uh, video. and You guys all jumped right into Blue Spring. It was a little cold, if you remember. That's (laughs) right. I I guess it was very cold. I definitely remember that. That was on the Niangua River. So, uh, you know, we decided, there's a couple things, I guess, uh, to talk about. But one, just the name, Niangua Coffee. It's named after the river, Mm -hmm. which is an Osage... Native American term that nobody really knows what it means. Uh, they Some people think it means bear. Other people think it means a uh, river of many springs. But it's been translated by white people for so long that the pronunciation, the spelling and everything has right. just has evolved into its own thing. So we knew that most people wouldn't know how to pronounce Niangua when we came up with a name. But I didn't really care. <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> I uh, to me, we wanted to create a coffee brand that embodies all these different facets of the outdoor lifestyle. So hunting, fishing, uh, hiking, camping, whatever, anytime. Farming, farming, yeah, Yeah. ag. um, Anything that, you know, is for that person who is just connected to uh, the outdoors. And to me, the Niagara River embodies all of those things. You know, there's uh, uh, rodeo guys who live down there and, and train. There's lots of turkeys, lots of deer smallmouth bass which is my favorite fish on the planet um trout fishermen all of those things and so uh it just it just seemed to make sense plus uh i'm the ninth generation of my family that's been you know connected to that river so it's got a special place for me uh but yeah my wife and i just decided you know i think that there's some space in the outdoor world for a coffee brand that really um focuses on the outdoorsman in a cop in a, in a family friendly, uh, real way. And so, yeah, we're launched. We launched fly down, which is specific roast for, uh, for Turkey seasons, for Turkey hunters and Turkey season. And you mentioned blends, but, um, we can get into some of those details in a little bit, but all of ours are single origin coffee roasts from different locations. And so they're so not blends. No blends. Okay. Just so you know. Come on, Adam. <laughs> Come on, Adam. <laughs> He's
2: trying to, get to bring diversity into this Bringing coffee. Bringing some diversity. Yeah, in. but well, and we're, 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 we're just talking single whatever you call yeah, it. So, so, what, do, so what
3: do you call it? A roast. A roast. single And roast. so I, I, I do mention that, not to be pretentious, but to, to – That's to, uh, pretty pretentious. Well, it is pretty pretentious. <laughs> but uh, that's one of the things that I feel like is one of the, the – the most important pieces of it is that all of our coffee, uh, is there's a, so there's a specialty coffee cupping standard. It's a scale. And, uh, when they, when they bring beans in from all over the world, there's a a bunch of, you know, coffee snob taster guys who go through and they grade these. And so anything over an 80 score and up on the coffee, uh, specialty coffee cupping standards is considered to be a really high grade coffee. Um, anything over 90 is like $300 a pound. It's a super expensive oh, like wow. Jamaican Blue and all these different coffees. So in that 80 to 90 range, that's uh, a coffee bean that's somewhat uh, accessible price-wise for everyday people. Sure. So we, we're bringing in the best coffee or, or best coffee beans we can find um, that – have their own flavors in the bean and so okay. if you go and get you've probably had starbucks coffee where it's really dark and kind of bitter almost you know where and yeah. there's other coffees that are bitter you go man what's that bitter flavor take your word for it right yeah <laughs> so bitter flavor is over roasting a coffee bean and so after yeah. there, not to get too much into the science of it but after the first crack when you're roasting a coffee bean the flavors of everything that that bean has encountered in its life start to come out the, the soil anything that may have been in contact with that soil, all of this, just like a, a wine grape, right? After enough CO2 builds up in there and it gets roasted for longer, it cracks again. And at that point, all of those natural flavors are lost. You don't want to double crack. You don't want to double crack. <laughs> you don't want the double crack. Okay. So all those flavors are lost and you get this oily finish and then you get the flavor of a a heavily roasted coffee bean which is sort of bitter so it doesn't matter where that bean comes from once you roast it to that point it's just all the same got it so we roast all of our coffee after the first crack and before the second crack Mm. so you get the flavors of all those wonderful flavors that come with a good coffee bean
1: Interesting. Yeah, right. I did not know <laughs> that. I, yeah, I, I
2: don't. I just. I'm a man
1: who enjoys the 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 end result of coffee, and yeah, I, I never a, really dive into like, yeah. it yeah. a whole lot. But I will yeah. say, well, for me, you know, we both went to College of the Ozarks, so I never drank coffee till College of the Ozarks. My yeah. work my work site for those familiar with Neither College of the Ozarks yeah. is, you know, you get a workstation. Mine was construction, so what's more? I mean, what's what goes with construction coffee? And it was always just the cheapest thing, dump it in right. there as black as it gets. It was always like, whoa, that's bitter. That'll put hair on your chest. <laughs> and uh, it was like, man, that's an acquired taste. And then eventually it's just like, okay, it's just part of my everyday routine. Drink right. Coffee in the morning. And uh, or when you're sitting in the trailer on a rainy day. And so and then now, like, as you go and you travel, you're like, man, that's a really good cup of coffee. And now it's like with this, with your Nyangla stuff, it's like, wow, this stuff is just if if, from from all the different roasts right (laughs) that you have it's like man I I just enjoy this there's not the bitter taste and it's just phenomenal coffee yeah yeah
3: well and that's good I mean I don't that's about I don't have the knowledge of coffee that like my roaster does mm -hmm. but I have enough of a knowledge to be able to kind of explain to someone why this is better yeah um because it is it's obviously way better i than don't
2: know the first thing about it yeah but i can taste the difference yeah I, and I, I i wouldn't be able to articulate that in words but i'm just like it's
3: good stuff so man. so and, yeah
1: and not, and not only that but like it's it's a great flavor that's check one box of the requirement of something to use and this goes from coffee to a product that we use in land management habitat restoration is is it a good product yes even better, it's the people that are behind the scenes. We believe in them just as much yeah. as we believe in the product. So with your in your case, it's like I love the product, and I and I
3: love the people that make that happen. So it's a it's an easy thing to support. That's awesome. Yeah. So you don't need to know the details about the coffee because you just want to enjoy a good cup of coffee. And yeah. I I get that. That's I would I. I guess one of the things that really want made me want to do this is I would I've always liked good coffee so I would go into some coffee shop where I didn't feel comfortable in camouflage you know yeah. thought maybe a, a yeah. Bernie Sanders fan would hit me with something you know <laughs> so I'm like going into this place going yeah. I I want some good coffee but this this isn't my environment yeah. you know yeah um, and We'd I would take it throw with throw the little. hot coffee right. feel the burn yeah. right right the real you burn. redneck <laughs> <The> real <burn>. <laughs> <laughs> deplorable man <laughs> too deplorable for a coffee shops so. yeah. But I would get good coffee and enjoy it and take it to camp, deer camp or whatever. And people would go, man, this is good. So I would notice that the people that ran in my circles and enjoyed the outdoors that didn't want to go to a pretentious coffee shop did like good coffee. Still enjoyed coffee, right? right? So how do you take something that's a really great thing and make it approachable to people like me? Um, That's kind of where the whole branding and the whole thing from Niangua Coffee came from. It's like, let's take something really great, not just mediocre uh, and make it approachable for a guy who likes to turkey hunt or deer hunt or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah.
1: So. How do they, you know, how do they spell
3: it? How do they find Niangua Coffee? Well, nianguacoffee.com. Yep. And, uh, that's, we're really, uh, direct to customer right now. And and that's probably going to be the case for at least the time being. I like that model of, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, creating a subscriber, uh, base and, and, uh, those who want to try uh, the new roasts when we come out with them, like Deer Camp is leaving now as Fly Down is coming in. Deer Camp will come back this, this fall and we'll, we'll have Fly Down go on again until the spring. So gotcha. it's awesome. Yeah. Rotate on so different things. Kind of a
2: se- seasonal you've got to, stuff you've that got to, yeah. based around outdoor activities. Yeah.
1: A unique kind of setup, too, with ordering. Yeah. Talk about that a
3: little bit. Just a, basically,
1: you, when you roast on, you roast oh, yeah. on a certain
3: day, and so, you, so what you get is super fresh. That's true. So we do roast twice a week, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So whenever you order your coffee, it's not been sitting on the shelf for yeah, yeah. any time at all. Like the coffee right. you guys are drinking, when did the, we roast that? It's actually a little, almost too early to drink it, but it tastes great. You're supposed oh, to wait 24 hours, but oh, we really? roasted it five hours ago. Yeah. So, um I, I thought i could taste that you could taste I, that I right I yeah well every every time you order coffee from us it's fresh it's not it's not sitting on the shelf it's not going to be like a folgers or a maxwell house that's ground in a rubber tubby and been mm. sitting there for five years you know yeah. <laughs> whatever <laughs> until you crack it open so yeah. uh yeah that's that's the other nice thing about our direct to customer model is that uh yes it would be uh, an opportunity to potentially be in some stores, but how fresh can we keep coffee sure, on sure the so. shelf for, yeah, yeah. for a store, you know?
2: Cool. So, yeah. Nyingua, Niangua, yep. niangu Coffee Nianguacoffee.com. Right. Nianguacoffee.com. Okay. Yep. So, they can yep. find it there. Yeah. yeah. But the other cool aspect, I think that really ties it all together, though, and it kind of s- stays true, let's say, to the brand and the meaning. Behind it, you start off saying Slate & Glass is authentic, but you're bringing – that ability to capture content mm-hmm. into building the brand of Niagara right. and sharing that authenticity of outdoors people, whether you are a farmer, a hunter, a fisherman, whatever, and building that brand yeah. with some really, really cool content stuff.
3: And I think that's, what's going to separate us. I mean, I think there's a few things. There's a lot of great brands. There's a lot of great brands that are, you know, providing coffee to people within our community, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Black Rifle's been doing it for a long time. There's other coffee brands that are popping up. But I think what's going to um, sort of separate us is the content, the yeah. the connection to people. And, I mean, like, I drink coffee when I take my five-year-old turkey hunting. And we come sure. home and sit on the front porch. And and uh, just those those things that we do every day with our families. We're focused on our families. We're focused on Jesus. We're focused on living life uh, in the country. Yep. And I think people connect with that. I think people want to um, be a part of a brand that values what they value. Sure. Um, if you go buy a bag of Starbucks coffee, that's that's going to a company who's putting their money behind things that we don't... Sure. That, that, that aren't supporting our Second Amendment rights. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, aren't supporting yeah. uh, the things that we support. So we're providing an opportunity to buy a product that's above and beyond quality-wise. Yeah. You know, 95% of the brands out there and it's also supporting the same things that, you know, our friends support and value.
2: Certainly. Awesome.
1: Certainly. Yeah. That's that's what, pretty phenomenal. Go ahead, Matt.
2: What does this spring hold for you, both from a filming standpoint as well as a coffee brand? We're ju- yeah. you're just launching this whole fly-down <laughs> deal. But, like, where are you going to be this spring?
3: So – It's a big question. I have, I think, (laughs) 11 turkey trips planned for the spring. Oh, man. (laughs) And Matt, who uh, is my right-hand guy at Slate & Glass, uh, and also my cousin, he's taking some turkey trips as well. But we've got stuff from, I think, I'm going to Florida next week. uh, See, first I'm going to Alabama with Mike Vick from TK & Mike. Cool. If you're old VHS hunting fans. So we're going to hunt there. I thought it was outdoors with...
1: Mike and TK. Right.
3: (laughs) And then I'm going to Florida uh, to hunt with the kicker from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cool. He's a great guy, Logan. And then I'm going to go to another part of Florida, Texas. I'm going to end up in almost June up in uh, Idaho and Washington. So, wow. All the way from mid March to almost Hmm. June. I've heard great things about Idaho. Washington turkey hunting. There's a lot of turkeys up there. It seems like it's overwhelming all the stuff I have on the calendar, but it's way better than pouring concrete and feeding the That that is true. (laughs) So so I'm not going to complain. Yeah, we get a turkey hunt for a job. You know, I mean, even if I'm running the camera, I'm there. You know, you're a part of. Yeah, yeah. And
2: then you're able to share that with with everybody else.
3: Absolutely. I love. I mean, I don't even have to pull the trigger, and I've said that a thousand times. Like. Just being in the woods when turkeys are gobbling and somebody's trying to kill one. Yes, I want to be there. I don't have to be behind the gun at all. Yeah,
2: that's awesome.
3: Yeah. So you know,
2: I'm just gonna throw this out there. If you could pre-scout some areas out there, like Washington, Idaho, just yeah, drop some pins or something. We'll we'll have to take a trip one of these days. Yeah, I know spring's always busy for us because we're on the road. For you too, but. We just we're going to to figure something out it's because so this bad. is ridiculous. Yeah. So people are like, when's turkey season kick off, And it's like,
1: Missouri. Um, and we're going to try to squeeze in some hunts. But yeah. it's like consulting season. I mean, January 1, it even starts in, I mean, it never December. really stopped this year. We yeah. were consulting through deer season in December. But it's like January, just full-fledged. And it doesn't really stop until summertime. And then it kind of – never really stops it just slows down and yeah. and uh, and it seems like we spend the other six months of the year seven or four months of the year playing catch up on what happened the first part of the year but yeah. turkey season is just
2: it's been so it's, bad that i don't we haven't shared a hunt with you no and 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 in any spring no, like that's and, and we live an hour apart. Let's go other. to Hoffman's this year. Yeah. I just I
3: just took him some. He said I need some coffee, so I took him a couple bags of coffee. And he's like, nice. "Do I owe you anything?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll take uh, you up tur- on that in, in <laughs> uh, April." So. There you go, dude. That would be fun. I hope you didn't take him up too much coffee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's kind he's of going to put the lock
1: on the you gate what, for you guys. Yeah. You know what's funny <laughs> is go to that
2: cabin. It's going to be just lined yeah. with fly down. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> like dang oh, it. We'll try again next year. Yeah. Right. I'll,
1: I'll Call him. do you need any uh cover crop seed yeah Um, yeah, exactly (laughs) just bribe him (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) oh yeah for sure we haven't we haven't shared a turkey hunt together you know going back to that funny i guess uh, kind of a funny story with slayton glass is you talked about matt your he's your cousin right yeah that's right yeah so you've got matt and then we've got matt Mm die and so there's two mats that are kind of around the set and it's uh Funny story. I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast, have I? About um, the day that I found out we were having my our baby. Oh yeah. My wife calls me. It's like six thirty in the morning. Matt had literally just
3: shot like a turkey. Clicked. Like I was it's, clicking it's
2: the still flopping. Off. Yeah.
1: It's
3: still oh, yeah, flopping. Yeah. I heard about this. I wasn't there though. And I yeah. look
1: at my phone, and to give people an understanding of how, like, you know, and it's not just we don't have like this production company relationship where it's like, oh, you guys are just family of ours, basically. and I'm sitting there, and I see three missed calls, and a text that says, call me ASAP. I'm like, what is going on? So I call my wife, and she can't contain herself. She has to tell me that we're having a baby, and it's shoulder-to-shoulder sitting in a little bitty fence line with Johnson Grass as our cover, uh, and it was like- Matt was on the
2: far side, I think-
1: he was and on my right side. You yeah. were on my left side. I'm sandwiched between two mats, and I'm getting the news that I'm going to be a dad. Yeah. And they're like, and it's so quiet that it's like I'm sure they could hear my wife telling me on the. It was like so we all found
2: out together <laughs> that I was going to be it was a dad. Funny because it was like so everyone knows, <laughs> yeah. but but we need to let Adam have a moment. Right. But uh, uh, Matt and I are looking at each other like. So are you gonna say something? You Want me to say something? Like congrats, dude! But he hadn't yet shared it, so it was like, "Do you want to tell us anything?" It was like, Do you have any I, news to I'll, share "I'll be right back." back. Did, 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 I'm check did you guys spurs hear any of that but, conversation? Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. 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 Congratulations, dude! And then later on the morning, so I killed that bird. We continued to hunt, yeah. and it was several times. I remember looking back and had the face mask on, but I could still see like the white of his look on his face, like. This is real. This is setting in. I'm about to be a dad. Yeah. Hours later, <laughs> underneath the face mask. Yeah. Oh, it's funny.
1: So we definitely have a, a a lot more, a lot different working relationship mm-hmm. than probably most people might think. So oh, absolutely. Because I mean, this is like podcast officially on Sportsman's Nation like two ten, I think, or two thirteen, something like that. So a lot of podcasts. Um not sure how it slipped through the cracks. I remember when we first talked about it. I was like, oh yeah, we got to get you on the podcast. And then you're like, well, I'm getting ready to launch a coffee company. Yeah. It's like, well, we'll wait. And then here we are now, officially doing it. So I'm glad to be that's here, guys. Long overdue. Thanks for including me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, Two hundred nine people in front of me. <laughs> <Yeah. in line. laughs> well, just so you know, maybe only fifty of those have a guest. Okay. The rest of the well, time good. is Matt and I trying <laughs> to get everything off habitat management off our chest. Well, let's talk so,
3: about habitat management. Yeah. Oh
2: gosh, how do we how do we raise coffee beans? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, do deer eat coffee beans? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't I don't know. You you travel the world world I'd say lower forty eight for sure, sure. <laughs> that's that's the world to me. Does any other place matter? <laughs> right, um, but. What do you, what do you see like when you're traveling out there, experiencing all this stuff? Because I mean, you've you've lived out west. Um, yeah. What's like one of those places where you're always like, I could go there and never get tired of that mm. location? Maybe it's from the outdoor lifestyle that's just a part of you now. But like, what's where? What's that location?
3: I would say Western Washington, but I. After four years, I did get a little tired of the rain. So. <laughs> but I, I could stay there for a good four years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, yeah. I love being in Western Washington. Um, just the everything, uh, be- like the beauty there and the mm-hmm. outdoor lifestyle there. It's just not. It was not as conducive to hunting and fishing as I was used to, I am sure. used to in Missouri. But it's beautiful. I love being there. I love uh, New Mexico. Northern mm. New Mexico, okay, where elk are running around in the you know you kind of have this mountains meet the desert kind of habitat and this environment and the people there are great. Um, hmm. I often see you
2: in hmm. Florida too.
3: I go to Florida a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it's every hard to spring I'm beach. like, "Where are you
1: at? <laughs> oh, I'm at the beach, or I'm in Florida," well, and it's like, "Does yeah, you, you get down there
3: for a month? I know you've got a lot of projects. So your wife and." And your child go with you, and they do sometimes. Yeah, so Florida became is kind of become our, our spring thing. It works out really well because everyone wants to be in a warmer climate in March. Sure. I want to see turkeys die in March. Yep. So that's the first place we can go usually. So we, two boxes checked. Yeah, two boxes checked. Uh, I have a client, Thirteen Fishing, down there who makes some of the best fishing gear, uh-huh. and uh, so I usually line up some of my projects with them at the same time. So we usually go down in March and spend. Two or three weeks in Florida doing some work and uh enjoying mm. some warmer weather, but yeah, I do spend a lot. Th- and then I'm back down there, two or three times a year for some kind of fishing. It's we just- need to piggyback on this trip. We do. Our wives go, and our
1: wives and kids could just have their little deal, and we could run around shooting. Yeah, that's turkeys. a good
3: idea. We were down there at the same time a couple of years ago, but you guys were. We were on, on the west side else. or east side. Yeah. You were on the west side. That's right. Yeah,
2: we do need to do that. We just need to set that date and just forget yeah. about it.
3: Yeah.
1: Consult only in Southern Alabama and yep. Georgia have, and
3: South Carolina. Have you shot turkeys in like? I mean, Florida turkeys are Florida turkeys, but the farther south you go, the more like Osceola. Uh, no, we have not. Way down there. So I've only uh, I've only filmed hunts down there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So
1: you know what's interesting about Osceola turkeys? I don't. I, what you hear? You know, you grow up, you're watching outdoor television, and then you kind of. You get into the industry and people tell you stuff and they're always yeah. like, Osceolas aren't Easterns. Osceolas aren't Easterns. You can't call to them like an eastern bird. And then you right. get down there and I mean, the first time I was like, just, rap, rap, just ripping them and they were gobbling. I'm like, yeah. these just act like. You can't like yelp
3: at them like you can yelp well, at any turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> don't
1: talk like each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They don't act like Easterns. Well, they still like the calling. I don't know, still, know what you're talking about. Have like you noticed that? The people say that, and then you call, and it's like they gobble. I don't know. Well,
3: it's interesting. I think there's uh, – hmm. so there are people who are trying to make a living on the Osceola Turkey because it's oh, yeah. the last thing you can check off on your Grand Slam Most list. expensive, usually. And the most yeah. expensive because – they and I have some great friends who run some operations down there. But I think there's maybe some hype um, to – Get people to really go, man, this is something Build going, it up. completely different. And yeah, I have to yeah, experience you know. it. And it is completely different. And you do have to experience I mean, it the if first, you're a turkey. first junkie. time you shoot one, you look at those spurs, you're like, whoa, these aren't the same. The spurs, to me, my favorite part of it is is the palmetas, the oh, Spanish yeah, yeah. moss on the yeah. live it's, oaks. It's, it's just like unreal, you, you know? took
2: a trip to Jurassic Park. Yeah. And like, I'm turkey hunting. It is. Yeah. In
3: the set. So my buddy Mike Tussie, um, he has a outfitting service down uh in there like almost down to the Everglades. Oh wow. It's just loaded, loaded with turkeys. And to mm. me that's the best part of Florida. Mm-hmm. Like the farther south you go, the more you get into just this kind of swampy um Semino- you know, John mm-hmm. Anderson singing Seminole, Seminole Wind, Wind in the back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Serenade me, John. <laughs> but Yeah, that's I love it, man. Florida turkey hunting is uh by far my favorite it's my favorite i mean besides being home on the farm my favorite sure. place to kill turkeys yeah yeah huh. think, um, i've well, always wanted wyoming um yeah.
1: around the devil's devil's tower yeah. yeah it's awesome uh, too <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's any place yeah. you go to a turkey hunt is awesome but i we just need to again set that date
3: yeah i think so let's let's do wyoming though i mean That's like you want to do me. that i've uh do we want we do killed you see this the one we did in the snow on the Undivided? question yeah. isn't
1: do i want <laughs> to the question is can Will wife, my can wife and work? family allow that to happen? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. you spend so much time on the road for us, like consulting, yes. it's like we're just January, February, March. Mm-hmm. It's like gone every couple of days. We're zipping somewhere and trying to get back home. Yeah, and then it's like oh,
2: feel guilty, <laughs> feel guilty leaving to go
3: totally turkey hunt, and yeah. you're
2: you're not home again.
3: I, that's, I'm in that's the tough. You, you, we're all in the same boat there because yeah. I've yeah. had two or three great opportunities this year last year i got a free uh, potentially a free turkey hunt in mexico oh wow to go kill an oscillated turkey which i haven't done and uh we, you know to be in a film and go down there and do that and i was like it was a 14 day trip and oh, i'm going man wow. i'm already gone for 50 days this spring turkey hunting yep. i can't take a fun like sure you know i've got a kid at home that needs dad to help him with t-ball practice yeah. and i'm not yeah maybe one day um maybe one day down the road, but right now I love mm-hmm. being uh, with my family so much that it's like when I'm home from being on the road, I don't need to go on a, on a fun fun trip, you know? You've got to somehow make it a work trip. you got to figure out absolutely. a way to do that. And if
1: Missouri season's open. I got, Matt and I, I got like irritated to him this, this spring. I was looking at, or this winter, I was looking at the calendar and I said, what are you doing, man? He scheduled a couple consults during Missouri turkey season. It's like, that's three weeks
3: out of the year that we get to just turkey right. hunt <laughs> you work on Christmas, but not yeah, during- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you got I mean, I'm going to hunt with my buddy Robert in South texas uh he's got an awesome place down there, and I'm like, all right i I really want to go do this, but I got to figure out how to film something and make a yeah. you know, yeah absolutely. somehow get some you know uh cash roll put a little to the f- f- <laughs> food on the table well, so you know, I have really uh, some great opportunities with some of my my partners and some of our clients where I can just throw out opportunities and say, "Hey, we want to do a film here," and they go, "Yeah, I'll go for it." You know, so, sure, sure, um, that works. And we always deliver good good quality content, so it helps that we do that. <laughs> we yeah, absolutely. A lot of flexibility. That works. <laughs> that works yeah. really
2: well. Um, um, but I, I uh, ashamedly, we we haven't yet sat down in the turkey woods together yeah. and it's always been kind of funny because i think there's been some nights you know being close the hoffman's place where you know you live close there we'll come yeah. up and hunt we might stay um and we'll <coughs> talk about the hunts next day but we've never been in the woods together all right you've seen spring. you've seen the this uh,
1: spring we got to which we just need to do it can we take this is mobile we could do the podcast yes in the woods i'd redline yes. it the whole time calling <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> non-stop we We could we've talked
1: about we have talked about doing it would be really cool to throw this in and do a podcast like while we're squirrel hunting because it's like you know there's still deer sign (laughs) in january and there's still deer sign it's it's cold oh you
2: hear the background right
1: and we (laughs) could just walk around but then it's like boy wouldn't that be kind of a pain to walk shoulder to shoulder because we couldn't it's like all these cords tied together but it'd be like two guys just Walking side by side through the woods talking. Oh, we can
3: figure out a way to make we it can. more streamlined than that. I can just yeah. use some lapel mics and we can set it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You got the gear, baby.
2: Let's do it. The, but a a, it would almost be cool to like do a progressive, like, okay, roost birds the night before. Yeah. And then talk about it back camp. Go and hunt them. Yeah. Talk about it killing them. Man, that will be cool. That'd be a cool podcast. Yeah. yeah. The progression of a hunt. All right. We'll do it. All right. I'm in. <laughs>
1: oh, no, for sure so we're sitting here chatting you know niangua coffee slate and glass
3: as well yeah. you're on social media i am all one fortunately <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you can follow me nathaniel underscore maddox on instagram um, niangua coffee it's instagram at niangua coffee instagram at slate and glass and d spelled out and the same on uh, facebook so Dude,
2: you, you're like social media overload.
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've got like thirty accounts just to do marketing, different things. Oh but yeah. I, uh, one day I'm going to retire and I'm going to just delete the Instagram and Facebook apps oh, yeah. and never look back. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe. <laughs> it. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> but in this day awesome. and age, it's like if you're running a business, you got to be you got to be pretty present. active on social media. That just uh, some of my best memories of being in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, or sitting up in a tree stand with my bow. Right, and waiting for a deer to come by after school, like every night, I would just—I got a bow when I was eleven and started getting my. I remember my first pin was at ten yards, and yep. my other pin was at twenty, and they were like this far apart <laughs> <laughs> because of my bow was thirty-five yeah. pounds. But I was up in this tree. I had four or five tree stands I built out of old lumber, you know, and uh, sometimes I'm just stuck on my phone all the time, and I'm going, "Yeah." Hana. Those were the days, like 1997, where I just sat in a tree <laughs> with a bow, no yeah. range finder. nothing simplicity no phone in my pocket and i could clear my mind and look around and think yeah and reflect and now like everything is just moving at all times and but that you know know, that sounds so poetic
1: to be just completely unconnected but then think back to 1997 i can think back yeah to what year was that probably 2000 when i was getting into bow hunting and going before you had another yeah, uh-huh. that dang squirrel! If he gets over here close, I'm going to shoot him. He's making so much racket. Yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> you, <that's know>? right. <laughs> you
1: were like irritated at all the nonsense of the squirrels yeah. going on around you. Now it's just like, uh, you stare at your phone. I mean, it, it's kind of a catch-22 <laughs> type deal. So that's
3: yeah. right. I didn't. I never. No, I guess we had Game Boys, but I never played Tetris in the tree stand. I remember <laughs> no,
1: having those never. little Yahtzee things. Yeah, I can right. remember my brother and I taking the little Yahtzee. <laughs> Yahtzee, little handheld things, and going. <laughs> hey, I scored a whatever today. Yeah, Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the oh, days. Oh goodness, man. yeah, yeah. So,
2: and, and it is probably nice too, though. Every time you you have been going to the woods, you've been carrying tons of camera gear, tripods, yeah. all this stuff. But like when it's just you and a bow, or just you and a shotgun, if you have that luxury, not having to capture the moment.
3: Yeah, that, By once a year, I get that. Yeah, yeah.
2: that. <laughs> Simplicity is really, really nice.
3: Yeah, I don't even, when I go hunting by myself now, I don't even take my turkey vest half the time. I just put a slate call in my pocket and a mouth call. And yeah. Because it's just so refreshing to just walk without sure. anything but a shotgun, you know? Uh, don't forget
2: the shells next time, too. Oh,
1: yeah. crap. <laughs> he would he have enjoyed
3: that hunt we did uh, this past fall on the wilderness
1: area. Oh, yeah. Down yeah. in what? I think we were Taney County Taney. at that point. But we went to, we kind of were just like, you know what? I just need to. Decompress. So we went to a <laughs> wilderness area, um, Hercules Walk Glade. Walk in only. Walk in only, Hike and no cameras. He took his gun and went that way, That's and in I the middle
3: took of nowhere too. Hercules Glade. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah, and, and I quiet. took my
1: gun and went that way, and we just walked. And I think at the end of the day, I'd walked like we had walked like a lot, thirteen miles or something wow. like that, just, just walking around. Yeah, it was like man, how much fun was that? Like You're I think gobbles, we though? get away. <laughs> yeah, hear any gobbles? We were deer hunting.
3: Oh, never mind. I saw a really
1: good buck.
2: Well, it um, was we, cool. It was uh, two years ago. We we did hunt uh, public ground, and we just co- I think we covered like eight or nine miles that day. Yeah. And it was just no camera gear. Let's just go, boys, and Man. We just covered it. It's but that's that's just fun. Yeah. that's just where again we can sit around like campfire or fake campfire today and just talk and catch up. And that's yeah. what. That's what Niango's built around. That's what we want to share and, and improve the land so that we have those opportunities to be successful when we do spend time outdoors, but just connect with people yeah. and be real, authentic. Go back to that word, yeah. authentic you used at the beginning.
3: That's what it's all about. I think we just have found ourselves in a, a space with social media and culture where even things that are, quote, authentic are ah. not really authentic. Yeah, they're exactly really. Right. Spend a lot of time trying to make something authentic and making sure it's the right version of whatever authentic you want to put out there, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. I, Unfortunately, like, you're, to you're 100% say something. correct. Yeah. Uh, Matt and I, like, there's not a whole lot of thought that really,
1: I mean, yes, but there's not a lot of preparation when we first started the podcast. And there's still some shows where we'll have a guest on and we're like, we really need to make sure that we're kind of following questions we need, we need and communicate this correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but then there's uh, so many times where this, this, recorder that you're looking at we just push it and we're like okay let's go and we don't even
2: and 85 percent of the podcasts that you guys have heard are all starting that way. sometimes like, yeah, people about this with, topic yeah, okay <laughs> i gotta say this
1: one guy cracked me up recently with a with a review he he said uh he left us um most guys of course we preach kind of a different management perspective mm-hmm. than you might often hear with plugging in whitetail just plugging whitetail management or whatever on YouTube, and you're going to hear that versus what we say. And mm-hmm. Anyway, so a lot of those reviews. One guy left us a review where he said, um, love the content, but the ec- the exit music is... I have to turn you up so loud. I'll paraphrase. I have to turn you up so loud that when the exit hits, it causes my eardrums to bleed. Um, please lower the exit volume or something like that. It cracked me up. I'm <laughs> like, we're not, we're Habitat guys. We're not yeah. tech guys, but we do a podcast, two of them every single week, and we don't have a clue what yeah. we're really going to. It's like we kind of have a guideline. Hey, I've been stewing on this for a little bit. Let's talk about that. Sounds great. Um, but going back to the authentic side, um, uh, something people comment to us at nashville a lot it was like man you guys sound just like just like uh you're on the podcast and i always well, kind of chuckle i'm like do you think we have like a radio voice right. like there's no prep work like i, I had
2: <laughs> called a, a potential uh Stunt client double. the other day and he, <laughs> yeah and uh, he goes oh i was just listening to you guys on the podcast um i i was just planning now and i'm talking to you on the phone yeah. and i was like yeah i sound the same don't i he goes (laughs) oh my gosh yeah it's like i haven't switched i'm like that's just what we do man we just hit record and go yeah Uh,
1: we try not to
3: make ourselves authentic right because what you see is what you get you didn't put on your podcast voice you're You're listening to (laughs) to the (laughs) land and legacy podcast that's pretty good actually (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll close it out like that. Yeah. Thanks. Join us next week for another Land of Legacy
2: podcast.
3: You no. sound like you're announcing the NASCAR game. I, I <laughs> tried. race. I, mean. I want NASCAR game. NASCAR How many game. points did they get? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How
1: many field goals? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's oh yeah, that's awesome, Awesome, man. Yeah, so excited for this spring. You know, fly down. Roast just launched. One thing we did mention. Uh, another guy, previous guest, Ryan Kirby.
3: Mm-hmm. His artwork on the bag. He, yeah, we worked uh worked together on this and featuring Ryan's artwork, uh beautiful turkey painting on the front of the bag. We try it's, to use a different it's artist. Authentic. It is authentic, right. right? So we use a <laughs> every every bag or every our, our Blackwater, which is kind of uh our just everyday roast that we have all year long. Mm-hmm. It's our flagship roast and it seems to be the most popular. Everyone who tries them all just keeps going back to the the Blackwater and it's just kind of got a Simple simple bag, minimal bag, but all the uh, seasonal roasts uh, have – we feature an artist. And so, sure. Ryan, we featured on this one. And, man, that guy is just – Talented. S- yeah, he's the best. You yeah. know? So I was really uh, honored that he would work with us on that. So, yeah, it's cool collector's bag. Uh, I don't know if we talked it, about so. the roast, but you got Fly Down,
1: which just launched. You've got yep. Blue Spring, which going back to the yeah. – One of the it. films you with – jumped in it. We jumped in <laughs> it. Yep, that's right. Cold. Uh, yeah cold
3: cold but uh you've got blue spring and then you've got Blackwater, yep. and then deer camp deer camp yep and yep. we're working on uh hopefully this fall we have a partnership with uh with well i'm not going to talk about it too much yet but we have a part some partnerships coming up and uh we're doing a duck blind so it'll be oh. uh, specifically for waterfowl that's awesome yeah and a I lot mean, of
2: coffee gets drank in a duck blind it i know does. that for sure
3: so i mean and it's hard to uh you know it's a marketing thing right so hey yeah. is this really the best coffee for turkey season is fly down specifically for turkey hunters well no but uh i try to keep in mind uh the weather the season sure so, sure. so fly down is from brazil it's really it's well of
1: turkeys in brazil
3: <laughs> right <laughs> it's just it's just for to me it's a really great uh flavor for mornings that aren't too hot not too cold Mm -hmm. um on the other hand deer camp is is got this bold flavor so it really has got almost a smoky earthy it feels like you're at deer camp. And so when like I'm fresh earth. Yeah. So when we're kinda of going through these different roasts. That's probably
1: trademark, so yeah, think of yeah. a different phrase. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> it's another podcast for another day. <laughs> so when
3: I'm just tasting through these different roasts, I'm going, Man, this, this just reminds me of whatever I and, could drink and, this atmosphere.
2: Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm
3: trying to trying to pair those things up with those uh different activities. Uh and it seems to have worked so far, you know. Yeah. So, so I think uh it just kind of going back to the way we roast since everything is roasted to the same level nothing's over roasted and people are like oh is this a dark is this medium is it light well we actually roast all of our roasts sort of medium mm-hmm. and then we're we're giving them a light medium dark based on the flavors that the bean has itself so if it says dark that 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 specific bean since all the beans in that bag are from the same farm and the same mm-hmm. location they all have the same trade traits as the soil and all those right. things when that bean is roasted uh, the way we roast it it's got a bolder flavor than maybe another one sure. the other one might be a little smoother um but they're all roasted the same and when you're when you're working with all of the same beans from the same crop the same place you have the luxury to do that cuz they all have yeah. the same flavor notes Consistency. yeah hmm. there's no there's no mixing uh, different beans from different no places blends, Adam. no blends <laughs> no blends <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the that's one of the unique things about what what we're doing is is uh the the flavor you get is is from the bean you
1: yeah know? perfect very cool yeah well man i i, I can't thank
2: you enough for i, I just something? hope everyone goes and helps support yeah, i appreciate I mean, you guys bringing we're, me on <laughs> we're not coffee gurus at, at any stretch of the imagination but i enjoy coffee and enjoy relationship and any way that we can help A friend out and thank you. I mean that's just yeah what we want to do. It's just
3: a little family company and and we're having fun with it. And I appreciate you guys bringing me on. I appreciate you guys and the friendship we've had over the last few years. I mean it's absolutely there's uh you know a handful of people in this world that I call my close friends that I could really trust. And you guys are are them family. You know yeah we appreciate it likewise absolutely.
1: We even finish finish each other sentences. You hear that? (laughs) We're like family.
3: Enough of this <laughs> crap. Practically <laughs> are. <laughs> uh, I need some coffee. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. How is it? You just drink some. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. It's cold that now. was my first cup of fly down. So yeah, we I'm, yeah. Re- I'm ready, awesome ready to turkey stuff. hunt. That's
1: all you I know, say. I, I, that's the thing. Yeah, I'm ready to turkey hunt. <laughs> I've been for a while. Um,
2: Since NWTF, when we were in Tennessee and it was so nice that weekend. Oh yeah, it was beautiful. two day stretch. I was like, I am, I am ready to turkey yeah. hunt.
1: And, I called somebody called me the other day, and I'm like, "What is that behind you? Like,
2: is that spring peepers?" Yeah. And he's like,
1: "Oh yeah, they're going nuts right now." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "And he lives in the Ozarks." I'm like, yeah. "Are you?" I was in Iowa at the time. I'm like, "Are you
2: kidding me? They're going that?" He's
1: like,
3: "They that's, have been the last few days. Have, Past yeah.
2: two days, I, I was out yeah. here, local. Like it was nuts. Every pond. you I wish I could
3: was, live." I think that's what I love about NWTF being in February, though. It's like you're going to get excited about preview. turkey and about turkey season yeah and you go to nashville which usually by the end of february is starting to get a little bit warmer so yeah not only are you going to get excited about turkey hunting but you get experience a little bit of spring weather usually yeah Yeah. Um, i think there's been some exceptions i remember that's right that's right
2: yeah yeah typically it's a beautiful place to visit and a fun convention too man always a a blast
3: yeah
1: awesome well once again niangal coffee, coffee. n-i-a-n-g-u-a coffee.com that's right that's right uh, got the different roasts on there they yep. can they can t-shirts hats
3: cups all kinds of cool stuff yeah so you got the way. cafe cups well the diner mugs or diner mugs yeah, Those things you are flying yeah. off the shelf yeah everyone yep. loves those things um we had some mossy oak uh licensed gear that was supposed to come this spring but it's uh Stuck in a, in a factory because of uh, oh, oh, coronavirus. coronavirus. <laughs> it's on lockdown, so I wasted my money. Apparently, <laughs> maybe <laughs> by May we'll have some cool turkey Coffee hats. Coronavirus—they don't go together yeah. well. <laughs> Right, right. Oh man,
1: that stinks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll go check them out, and then yep. check you out on social media. Yep. I awesome, appreciate it, guys. Appreciate your
2: time. Yeah. Yep.